This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Hey, Potential Podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com slash potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is The Potential Podcast. Potential Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by always uh, my friend as we, uh, you know, uh, say a friend to the end, pal among pals, Chris Dewar. And uh, it's uh, we're getting here into the end of April. I can't believe May is upon us. It's going by fairly quickly, but you know it's exciting. A lot of fun uh, things happening in the world, and a uh, bit of a bit of a crazy week for everyone and for me in particular. <laughs> How have you been, Chris? How have you been doing? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, we're getting here to the end of April, and you know we're kind of getting to that that almost transition time where we're going to soon be saying goodbye to spring and already saying hello to summer, uh, surprisingly. But um, uh, this is, of course, an exciting week. We got Mortal Kombat coming out this week, which, uh, you know, for all gamer fans out there, just to see what looks going to be like a, a pretty fun movie, uh, especially with them really doing the fatalities and everything. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, we've been, you know, enjoying Falcon the Winter Soldier. We got uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch just around the bend in mm-hmm. May. Uh, for may the 4th and uh yeah just an exciting time all around um so feeling good about uh seeing how the you know again the world's uh especially america here is handling the the vaccine rollout i think uh, we're looking more and more excited to uh, a more open uh summer you know with numbers going down so exciting times i can say that i just uh, by this time this airs i've had my second and final dose which mm-hmm. uh, which I survived. I was I was it was okay. And, um, I was really happy to get that dealt with, especially, you know, 
as I'm with my job traveling a lot and I'm being safe wearing my mask and, you know, not being in large crowds, but I'm glad that that's good. And I know that you are going to be getting your second dose here in about a week or so. Yes. Yeah, by the time this airs about one more week and then I'll get my second dose. And, you know, that's just, it, it, there's something about that. Just, I feel, I'll feel so much more just at ease about going out and about in public. You know, I've been very diligent with my mask and, you know, distancing and you know using Perel and all that stuff but there's something knowing that i have something in me that is a good solid like 92 percent you know protection that uh you know won't uh i won't have to go to the hospital if i was to get covid it'd be very mild you know just a lot of and then also to go see family and loved ones you know i'm uh, i think planning a, a trip ahead with some family memorial day perhaps to go see uh, like my uncle and aunt who i haven't seen in uh, well over a year so uh and of course, spend more time with my nephew because that's just some of the best. Good old times Griffin, ever. love that kid. Little Griff. So yeah, we're excited, folks. We got a lot of good things coming up, and you know, as we continue this podcast, we just always like to do our little uh, part for the uh, the uh, you know uh, entertainment community, the entertainment community, and also for this the community at large that you know continue to wear your masks, do your do your part, and uh, get those vaccines when you can. Exactly. Now, Taylor. Something that you and I have talked about a bit on this show, and I, I mean a bit because we never bring it up. We never, you, know, you, you don't do an impression of this guy ever. You just, uh, you're not really a fan. Oh, wait, this might be opposite day. <laughs> uh, so for all those listening, if you remember our first episode ever, we did a tribute to a great comedic actor, Jim Carrey. Well, we figured we should do one of those once a season at least. And we thought of no better actor and someone that we both fondly have a mad respect for, both as an entertainer, as just a, a huge icon of pop culture, and someone that is probably one of the most impersonated voice styles than any other actor you can think of. And that, of course, is of Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Right, it's... Taylor? We had to talk about him, you know? Well, of course. I mean, we're probably going to do this whole podcast. It's going to be up and down with our normal voices. It'll so... take six <laughs> hours to get through a sentence but we're gonna make it through we're gonna no, make folks, dual. we're not gonna talk about the entire time because it really would take six hours but no we thought today would be fun to talk about christopher walken a little tribute to him and you know as we did before we're gonna do some of our favorite roles uh maybe a few that we we like but aren't maybe the top faves and then you know even, even a great actor has some misses along the way so that was a tough see- one for him it is a tough one. You, think, you look at Walken, look at his history. His body of work, just incredible. Huge, huge spans of all kinds of uh, styles of film, but also to think that he really started off as you know a theater guy, and he, he did musicals, and he was a dancer. And he's got to incorporate that in a couple of his film works along the way. But you know him kind of coming in as a young kind of hotshot actor and uh, doing more of those kind of gritty dramas and, you know, a couple horror movies in the beginning and then, you know, working his way to really becoming Christopher Walken in every movie. Like, he, mm-hmm. you know, he really is that character. You know, there's actors out there that, you know, they mask who they are in different movies. He really is the same guy in every movie. And that's what you want. You you come to see Christopher Walken be Christopher Walken in a movie. And, yeah, he's had such a, a expansive career, you know, really. so. Uh, and he's still going. He's still making films to this day. So, uh, Taylor, let's get into our top five favorite roles of Christopher Walken. This was tough. I was looking through the list. And I was going, how do I break this down? But what is your number one pick? All right. Well, um, going to here, um, the first one that I said, and, and this one was not my first Christopher Walken movie I ever saw. I saw this a little bit later in life. This would be a um, great Stephen King novel made to a film was The Dead Zone, and his role as Johnny Smith, a child psychiatrist who goes into a coma, and then he ends up uh, being able to see the future just by touching someone. So it had, it had all the, the elements of supernatural uh, and with his really good, you know, eccentric persona. And I was just, it's such a really good film where he's he's the main lead, where there's, as he got older in life, there weren't a lot of, there's not a lot of films where he's kind of leading the charge. He's kind of been more, of a cameo actor and here and there, but that was like one of his earlier roles and one of, one of his best, one of my favorite performances of his. Very nice. Yeah. I've not seen that one, but I've heard amazing things about that one. Well, I'm coming here first with a a role. that's very, you know, uh, remembered from him. 
and that is of Captain Coons in Pulp Fiction. It's not a big role. Uh, if you look at the the way a lot of Tarantino films are made, uh, you know, usually these chapters is how he kind of does his films. And Pulp Fiction, of course, is a film that does have select chapters. And there's a whole plot line with Bruce Willis and this watch and this watch, our, this watch you know. And we get this kind of great, just this kind of flashback scene, really just a long monologue of Christopher Walken uh, giving the watch to a younger, you know, kid, Bruce Willis, if you will. Um, and it's just a very memorable scene, you know, something he's very compelling and how he kind of tells the story of what that watch means. And, uh, it, and it's something that, you know, you look kind of looking back at what I think a lot of his, uh, his career has been, it's kind of that turn in the nineties where he really becomes more of that kind of how he's looked for a long time. Like he's not really aged that much from the nineties no. look on uh, kind of more gray hair and, and something that I think that will play into a role I'm going to speak about a little bit was um, the kind of style that he, he, he almost in a way is kind of a guy could sell you anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's kind of the vibe I got a lot from it's, that. It's a, it's a weird charm. And it's so funny. Yeah. That I went back and watched that recently and I just love that scene because he's very like, he's, he's presenting the story real well. And then it goes into like more of the classic walk and it's like, he's found his ass, you know, like, yeah, and then yeah. it's like, then it kind of has the inflection at the end. I was like, oh man. So it's, but it's so, it's like, and I think a lot of these roles, he's not the whole focus of the film, but he's just that one part. And most people you talk to, this is kind of what people bring up is like one of their favorite like Christopher Walken movies, even though he's not the star. Well, now I'm going to jump into another kind of like crime drama. And this one I saw very recently. This came out in the 90s, uh, I think 1990. Um, so I, I like was just born when this came out and dating myself again. Uh, this movie is The King of New York. And he oh, played yeah. the role of Frank White. Now, this was a really different movie than I used to seeing Christopher Walken. It was, he, he plays this mobster guy that gets out of jail and he's trying to like go straight and he's trying to kind of make amends and it you know it can't get out of that lifestyle so and this had like earlier um roles of Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Giancarlo Esposito who we know from Breaking Bad and all that mm -hmm. but this was a fun one because he's very like very intimidating this role like more so than any of the films like it's like okay this guy's terrifying nice another one I've not seen uh, again, that's the thing about his career. There's so many movies that I'm like, oh, I've heard of that. But well, and that's a fun seen. fact for everyone listening. He's been in over a hundred different films, stage mm -hmm. work. It's like he's never say, said no to anything, but he yeah. still keeps getting roles, no matter how good the film does. Well, next up for me here uh, is his role of Bobby in Wayne's World 2. <laughs> uh, this is the movie I, I've always loved. I love the Wayne's World movies. Um and this one was fun. He he's like the music producer who's trying to uh, get Cassandra away from Wayne in a way, and also the fact that he he is trying to build a romance with her. So of course this leads to a lot of jealousy, and just you know he he has that kind of mentality and that personality where you could see that he easily could play a part like this, where like he is kind of like the sleazy producer that no, you know we're gonna, you're gonna make records, and you know of course thinking of that time period when he had the famous SNL bit. Uh, very similar type to who he played in Wayne's World 2. Of course, the most famous uh, more cowbell scene that is just iconic. So around that time, just, yeah, a role I've always liked about him and, um, you know, great Wayne's World 2, Bobby Kahn. Well, speaking of comedies, I'm just going to jump off of your head. Um, this was, uh, again, not a huge role for him, but just a great, because I still watch this film all the time, is Wedding Crashers of him as Senator Cleary as the, as the dad of uh, the daughters that Vince Vaughn mm -hmm. and Owen Wilson trying to woo. <laughs> just so great. Cause just some of those lines, like I love when he's like, John, let's have a cigar. And like, Hey, where's Zach? We'll sit with Adam. You know, <laughs> just like just some of these scenes. I just, I, I it's like stogies. Why not? You know, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's so fun. It's, it's like, he plays a lot of these really good, like father figures where, I mean, that the shows he like, yeah, his voice is very, is always the same, but he can, he'd be a chameleon in almost anything. It's nuts. Oh, for sure. Just watched that recently, actually. Love that film. Um, well, next up for me, uh, one that we've mentioned before on the podcast in such a small way, but it still makes me laugh. Uh, this is where, you know, for someone that's had kind of the same hairdo in almost every film, uh, this is the hair that outdid it all. Uh, and that, of course, is Max Shrek in the film Batman Returns. Uh you know, you look at him and look at, he definitely could play a, a villain and he's played villains before, but 
in the world of Tim Burton's Batman, which is a little, it is very gothic, but it's also a little cartoony and it's a little, you know, it really was like comic off the page. Uh, just him being this kind of, uh, you know, he's one of those bad guys that he's like the government, you know, he's like you know, with the business, he's not really, you know, he doesn't have, you know, the caliber of someone like, you know, the penguin or yeah. Catwoman. He's more of that, you know, crime lord kind of, you know, he's the one that's secretly running this business and he's got these dastardly deeds, but he just had this huge, ridiculous hair and these kind of suits and, you know, he's wide eyed too. <laughs> and him kind of, you know, I loved, they kind of incorporated in that version. Like he kind of made Catwoman, you know, by pushing out the window. It yeah. just is a fun role for, uh, you know, Christopher Walken there. And one I always remember from yeah. my youth. So, wow. Max. Max Shrek. Max Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so glad I made you laugh that. Yeah. Uh, watch last season. Um, well, that was one of my other ones too, which of oh, course okay. you knew that. So I can move on to the next one. Uh, next one we're going to do, and, and I know that you're a big fan of this. Uh, this film, again, Spielberg fan and a fan of this film would be Catch Me If You Can and the role of Frank Abagnale Sr. Actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is just a great role. Again, we're talking about father figures. He plays, you know, not an outlandish character in this very subtle, but he's again. We're talking about that charm. He's so charming, especially when he has the necklace. This necklace, you know, and uh, and I think what was really great about that. Well, side note is DiCaprio. He admired him so much that you see in the performance that he looked up to Christopher Walken. So they did play off really good relationship with both um, the father and son angle. But that was a really fun role. Uh, that I enjoyed his. That's actually the number one on my list. Okay. Uh, that to this day is still, I think, my favorite performance of Christopher Walken. There's, yeah, there's something that there's a lot of charm there. And, you know, for him being one of those characters where you look up to him and you admire him, even though what he's teaching his son is, you know, not polite things and, you know, to steal and to lie, to kind of, you know, sneak your way into society, into jobs. And, you know, of course, with, uh, forging checks and things you know he's not teaching him things that most fathers should teach their sons but there's something you admire about him because he's kind of just uh at the end of his rope you know he probably had it you know he was doing well with the business that he was in and this you know this kind of club he was in and he was admired and then he really falls from grace really hard yeah and we see how yeah leo playing frank's son really kind of you know the, the breakup of his parents really affects a lot of his choices through his life and he didn't really have that st- steady sturdy you know family home again we talk about nature versus nurture mm-hmm. and sins of the father yep. there it is again folks uh we should, we should just start, call this the sins of the father podcast we should start a shot you take a shot every time we say sins of the father in this yeah. podcast but um yeah, dude, i just love that role he's he's great yeah. in it and um and even like to the point where he, when he finally sees his son really succeeding how almost you know he's kind of proud but at the same time he's kind of defeated that now his son has surpassed him to heights and glory that he never even dared dream of so yeah. great role one of my and, favorites and based on a true story which made it all the more exciting and it is based on true story yeah well then that's all mine because we kind of uh, intersected do you have any we more did intersect there? there well i have one more on okay. my top five um of course if you've been following this podcast or if you're new to it uh i am uh, a musical actor i do a lot of musicals and something i've always admired about christopher walken is that he did start off in theater and he did musicals and he got to play Wilbur Turnblad in the film version of Hairspray. Uh, Of course, there was the original Hairspray, but this is the film version based off the musical. And he's just perfect for this role. Uh, Wilbur in the show is meant to be the kind of goofy dad of the main character, Tracy. And he owns like a joke gag shop where it's all these kind of like funny, you know, like uh, jokey things, magic tricks, things that, you know, and in the fact that he he's kind of this, you know, really funny goofy dad that um you know is 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 so in love with his wife and he just loves his daughter and wants her to chase her dreams and like you know watching watching walking at that age i mean that would have been uh you know mid mid to early i guess it would be you know 2000 late 2000s mid late 60s because he just turned 78 very recently yeah so him like watching him sing and dance and like have a great time that's his origins too his musical theater so for him to really any role that he can dance and swing to and of course fun fact for a lot of people may not know he's has starred in two music videos which is uh yeah i was gonna mention though uh it's not on my list of any of these because it's not considered a film but uh if you've never seen him in Weapon of Choice by Fatboy Slim. It is a fantastic music video. 
it gets a little a little uh, fantastical with him kind of flying around the room at some point but it's just a whole video of him dancing to the song mm-hmm. and it's highly entertaining yeah, and it's, that's something it, that it doesn't break the whole time it's yeah. like it's, yeah he really captured that in uh, Hairspray. I really admired about that. And I mean, he was just a lot of fun. And, you know, of course, next to John Travolta, who's also well known for being this, you know, musical legend, you know, from Greece and Saturday Night, you know, Fever. And so uh, the two of them worked really well together. And it, it was definitely uh, a marriage made in heaven, if you will. <laughs> Great chemistry. Musical. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are those are my favorites right there from Christopher Walken. Uh, there's... There's some other ones coming up that I think are they're, they're smaller parts or like, you know, they're like you said, he's not typically cast as a lead character. He's some more supporting character or especially later figure. in life. He has been. Yeah. Or a villain. So we will be back with more walk and talk uh, right after this commercial break. So stay tuned and keep your pants on. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. What are you doing? What? Are you eating during this podcast? Yeah, so? Is there a problem with that? So? Good God, man. Your munching is distracting. Hey, I can't help it. It's this new seasoning I got. It's so delicious. Seasoning, you say? Yeah, from the Steel City Salt Company. Did you make that up? No way. It's the store to go for all your seasoned, salted, and spice needs. Since 2011, it's been bringing a new era of exciting flavor to the city of Pittsburgh and the surrounding regions. From their popular flavors like garlic herb, dill pickle sea salt, and black and gold. Sounds great, but I don't live in Pittsburgh. That's not a problem. They actually ship nation and worldwide. Wow, that's awesome. So go to their website at steelcitysalt.com and order now. Free shipping on orders $39 or more. And let's spice up your life. Are you needing to change? Are you looking for more space in your space? Is there not enough room in those cramped closets of yours? Well, we've got the answer for you. He's back, folks. Yes, Christopher Walken with his new brand of The Walk-In Closet. Whoa, didn't see that. No, I don't. Surprise. Yes, it's me, Christopher Walken. I'm back, and I'm very excited to be here. I've been doing movies, shows, everything in between past, present, future. I'm excited to show you this new home remodeling I'm doing across the nation. Welcome to The Walk-In Closet. Check it out. You don't want to miss this life-changing event in your very own home for an affordable price. Whoa, and there's so much more room. It's like your regular room, but it's a closet. So if you're ever claustrophobic, you won't be because it's no longer just any closet. It also doubles as a bunker. I should know. I did this role in the past, so I know all about it. It'll save you from nuclear fallout. And get your steps in if you wanna. I tell you, it's so spacious. You walk any further, you're Narnia. Mr. Tumnus, what are you doing here? So act now. Call the toll-free number 1-800-HEY-WOW now to get your estimates and get your very own walk-in closet. The 11th and final season of AMC's long-time-running mega-hit The Walking Dead is set to premiere in August of 2021. The show has evolved over time, but this final season will include a new character that could be a big twist for the franchise. That's right, Bob. You're about to see an exclusive sneak peek trailer for our upcoming final season, which will change the genre forever. Enjoy. Well, 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 what do we have here? Well, get ready, fellas. My batting average is about to go way up. Fetch me, Lucille. Lucille? Wow, that's the name of my first lover. I remember her well. She was so slender, tall, and vivacious. In other words, the beginning with V. I called her my little vixen. 
Well, that was a great story, old man, but I don't think you understand what's happening here. I'm Negan, and you will come to respect that name. Negan? Isn't that a girl's name? Whoa, is that like Megan, but with an N too? Oh, we got ourselves a jokes to hear. Well, no one's laughing. Daryl, get your crossbow ready. A crossbow? Wow! I didn't know we lived in medieval times. Reminds me when I went to medieval times and had myself a turkey leg. I felt like a king and sought the jousters. What shall we do with him? Let's see how he does with those walkers out back. Maybe he could be useful. <laughs> You see these, mister? Oh, these suckers will tear you apart if you don't wise up and follow my lead. Fellas, you don't look so good. You might want to use some skin cream on your face. Or your whole body. Maybe some lotion, too. You ever heard of Clinique? Also, when's the last time you brushed your teeth? It's horrible. I can smell rancid flesh. It's unnerving. Would you like a tic-tac? He's not even afraid of him. Well, this guy's nuts. Stay tuned for more on The Walking Dead. Only on AMC. Wow. What a channel. Well, I'll tell you, Taylor. I am really looking forward to that TV show. I, you know, oh, I think the... Uh the Walking Dead has been needing a update, and uh, that is the perfect update. Well, it's been going on what ten seasons? I mean, yeah, you know, ten. So the eleventh season. I could see you know eleven coming up, and then I could see another five more with this this nice yeah. little addition. Oh yeah, so looking forward move, to that. Move aside, Negan. You got a yeah. new we got a new character in town. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, as Chris said, we uh, we're gonna get more of an honorable mentions of ones that didn't get our top list but we still have a fondness for them and then we'll talk about a few roles that uh, weren't our greatest and it was tough because in a, such a body of work we have such a fondness for them it's kind of hard to to pick mm -hmm. and choose there but pick and choose we did so yes. i'll let chris you kick this one off so one that i've always loved um him in although he really does not have any dialogue really he's just kind of a a, a, a really a presence and a figure it's not even the full movie it's only select scenes but he plays the horseman, the headless horseman in Sleepy Hollow. Again, a Tim Burton film. Again, wacky hair, dude. He's got this spiky black hair. Um, but when when the horseman, you know, they kind of do this legend of he, he was this uh, powerful Hessian, you know, warrior that filed his teeth down to really sharp. And he was, you know, very uh, violent and bloody and he would cut the heads off as his victims. Well, then this whole kind of story of, you know, he's 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 seen by this girl and then you know she kind of gives him up and then uh, he's beheaded and, and buried and so throughout the the film when you know you see flashbacks it is christopher walken as the horseman and, and then there's a there's a small section at the end where he gets to you know most of the time it's the cgi no head so it's not christopher walken at all but yeah. it's just something that even though i mean of course it, it would have taken everyone out of the movie if all of a sudden he was like it's me, the headless horseman. Yeah, I just lost my head. <laughs> Where's Ichabod Crane? I'm coming for his head. Um, it would have been so bonkers, but he is a really great presence in that. And he, you know, you know I've always liked him in these kind of gothic roles, and he's he's had a few of those. So I always remember him from Sleepy Hollow. That's a that was a good one. It was tough because that was uh, teetering on my list. But um, this one, we're talking about villain roles, and I'm going to keep with the villain theme here. Um, not the best film, but I just love that he got to play a villain in this series, and that would be A View to a Kill, Max Zorin. And oh, he's yeah. the villain in that one. No, probably the not the greatest, you know, film. This is kind of Roger film, Moore yeah. was yeah, Roger Moore was like sixty three years old and his his uh leading lady is like over half his uh, age. Uh, under, sorry. But this was such a great role because he's playing this maniacal with the worst like kind of plot but it's just his his maniacal villain is just so great and it's just perfect walking and um he he played you know he's got in the top of the hair he's completely blonde and he's playing kind of like this aryan you know uh super soldier kind of character that okay decided to kind of go rogue and uh it's just and he, he has a whole plot against um 
Silicon Valley that he's going to go. But it's so it's just so great. And I love, like, of course, he, he has the tagline. It's like, what have you? Of you to a kill. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> just for him alone. I, I watch that again. I mean, yeah, I, I, I need to watch all the Bond films. Yes, uh, you need to go on a binge for sure. Especially, you know, coming up, you know, little uh, little tease for you guys listening. You know, later in the in the year, in the season, we will be we'll be uh, honoring some of, of the Bonds, uh, you know, before we get to our next and final uh, version with Daniel Craig. So that'll be later in the year. But um, yeah, there's still a lot of that I've never seen of the Bond films. I've mostly seen uh, the Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig ones more, for, you know, in our time. Yeah. Uh, so that's when I've, I've, I have wanted to watch cause you know, I've heard that he is, does make it more worth the watch. Well, another movie that again, he's only really in one or two scenes. He's not in it a lot, but it's a movie that I've always loved, especially from my childhood. I remember I would get it from the library all the time or rent the, the VHS there, or I've seen it, you know, pop up on T from time to time is mouse hunt. Um, if you've never seen this movie, it is a great, uh, nineties comedy where, it is Nathan Lane and it's like they've, they've bought this giant mansion and they're essentially going to try to, you know, refurbish it to, you know, sell it and everything. And it's, you know, dealing with their, their father who has passed who had this kind of factory doing yarn and stuff like that. But there is one little mouse in the house that constantly <laughs> thwarts them at every turn and chaos ensues. So at some point, they decide, oh, you know what we can do? We can hire an exterminator to get rid of this mouse. And they hire Caesar, the exterminator, played by Christopher Walken. And, of course, he comes in with all his equipment, and he's, like, the super pro. And it's just this really funny sequence of him, you know, like, I'm going to find this mouse. You know, it's, like, very much yeah. like that. And he's got all this crazy equipment, and he's looking like he has, like, you know, things on his uh, – he has like, got a helmet that has, like, these, like, this lens that come down so he can see yeah. very close. He's looking at, like, you know, mouse poop, and he's, like – and it's just all this craziness. And that leads up to this great scene where he has put, uh, you know, cords all throughout the house to try to, you know, suck it out or something. And the mouse ends up outsmarting him. And then he is literally been, <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things like on a boat where like the, the, yeah, cords the little, uh, winge in the um, winge hook, stuff. Yeah. And then, and it starts to go. So then he is being thrown throughout the entire house and just, you know, all this chaos ensues. And then, you know, of course he, <laughs> he's like knocked out. So he's out. It's just a fun little sequence and a great little, like, you know, those kind of comedy movies where you 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 expect, um, you know, a random character to come in and just, you know, it's a good cameo role. That's one of the ones of my all-time faves. So that's my honorable mention there for Christopher Walken. Well, speaking of um, cameos, and again, not necessarily a cameo, but again, he comes in later uh, towards the movie. And this was early 2000s, uh, one of those cult classic comedies that I got to enjoy. And that would be, of course, Joe Dirt and him playing... Oh, yeah. Uh, Clem Dor. Um, yeah. He, he's this janitor who was, uh, you know, in the witness protection because he was in the mob. And he just, again, he's got some great lines in there. And I just like, my favorite line is like, what are you doing? You're talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a Saturn iron. <laughs> like, it's, and uh, it's, well, it's family. And, uh, but it's so great. And his hair is like super high in that film. Like, the slick back look is just ridiculous. But, and of course, he does a little, little tap number when he's mopping the hallway. <laughs> It's just great, but definitely a, a good one. And of course, they made a sequel, and he would come back for that one too, which is great. He did come back? I did not see the sequel because I've heard it's not very good. No, I haven't either. But I might have to go back just for walking. I, I do have a soft spot for Joe Dirt. You know, that was a yeah. movie my my teens that I I enjoyed watching, even though it's you know it's silly and dumb, but it's a good one. Well, my last honorable mention here is you know we've been having all these Disney remakes, you know, live action remakes of the classic cartoons. And Christopher Walken did present, uh, you know, his voice as King Louie in the live adaptation of The Jungle Book. And when we say live, I mean, again, it was mostly CGI minus Mowgli, the kid who was, you know, live action. But I just remember going to see the movie and, you know, you already got some great voices in there. And then all of a sudden you get you get to the, you know, the monkey still Mowgli, just like in the cartoon. And you get to the kind of big... Uh, temple where King Louis lives and just this massive presence of this, this orangutan showing up and then, you know, so Mowgli, I'm gonna, you know, I want that fire, that red flower. And then him starting to sing the song, you know, Walken doesn't really sing. He kind of talks, sings through. So it was like, you know, Ooh, ooh, ooh 
I want to be like you. Uh, and it would just made me laugh because I was like, I wasn't expecting anything more. Uh, you know, it just, it, it really cracked me up. And then it was a little terrifying when, when they kind of, uh, you know, Baloo shows up and they're going to try to take Mowgli away. Uh, the scene of like King Louis kind of getting crazy and mad and trying to like get them. It was very like, it was much more of an action sequence, uh, terrifying than, you know, in the cartoons. So uh, a role that I think, you know, he was perfectly cast for that. They need someone that kind of had that old school jazz style, uh, you know, as Louis Prima beforehand played in the cartoon. I think Christopher Walken did a, did a pretty good job. as King Yeah. And he Louis. has that kind of that uh, old school kind of mob feel, you know? So yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was always known for a lot of those Italian numbers that he would sing. Yeah. So. Well, uh, mine one, we're talking about uh, animated, uh, that was going to animated film. Cause he did do quite a bit of voice work and this came out around the time, uh, this is more of an adult version of your typical Pixar film, where I think uh, at the time, our parents were like, this is not what we signed up for. <laughs> and that would have to be the role of Cutter in the film Ants. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I, I really like this movie. It came out when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is like, and it had such a cash. Gene Hackman, Sylvester Stallone, Sharon Stone, Woody Allen, uh, and which he would actually, Christopher Walken played Nanny Hall. He was in Nanny Hall. Um, it's a little connection. But he plays this kind of like second command. And he's just so intense in this film. There's like one scene where he's going around here like, fellow bugs, I'm looking for this guy. And it was like, but he was so great. And I like, I went back and like appreciated more because I'm like, when I became more of a fan of Walken, I was like, oh my God, this is great. And I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I do remember. Yeah. It was so weird that yeah. Ants and a bug's life came out like a month apart from each other in the yeah. same year, uh, which is so strange. Um, well, you know, for an actor that's had such a, a long career and has had a lot of success, even though there's been a lot of movie roles that we absolutely love, there's some that we just, you know, admire. There's always a few that are not very good or, you know, in your in, you know personal opinion, don't really respect or think, oh, that was a mess. So the first one for me is uh, not too long ago now, but it definitely was probably uh, in the 2010s. Um, they, you know, we've been having a lot of these musicals being done uh, live on TV. You know, we've had like Rent and we've had The Wiz and stuff like that. Well, at one point they did Peter Pan live and Christopher Walken was cast as Captain Hook. Now, just knowing the history of Peter Pan as a show, uh, that made complete sense. You know, you need someone that's got that kind of humor. Uh, It's not really a big singing role. It's just like the presence, you know, it's not really... He's not as ferocious in the show as like in movies, you know, it's kind of more of that, that comedic villain role, but it really felt like Walken just phoned it in. And I will explain by one key scene that I just like, I didn't even watch the whole thing. Cause I was so just like, this is terrible. There's a key scene in the show in the musical where Captain Hook and Smee and the other pirates are trying to find the lost boys hideout. And at one point they come to this like giant mound area and there's like a mushroom. And so Hook's like, I'm going to sit down on this mushroom and talk and try to figure out where these boys are. It's actually the chimney for their house. So it's hot. So the joke is that like he sits on it and he's like, Smee, we're trying to find these lost boys. Wow, it is hot in here. Why is it so hot? It's hot. And it's, you know, that he sat on the chimney. Except Christopher Walken went like this. We're going to find these... Lost boys, hot. Why is it hot? I feel heat on my bottom. What's the heat? Hot. It's hot. He was so like monotone. And I was like, oh gosh, it's just. And the sad thing was, Christian Morrill, who played Smee, who's a long time Broadway veteran, has been in a couple of movies and TV shows, he would have been a much better Captain Hook. So that, that was a big miss for me. Uh, Christopher Walken just felt like he kind of phoned in that one. So that was one of my not so great. Well, that was actually one of mine as well. Oh. So yeah, because I was really, I was really upset because again, with his history of musical theater, it's been great. Um, but mine again, I had become a, a huge fan of like growing up. I like Ben Affleck movies, and um, I I just remember watching this because I wa- I like to do like rom coms and some of those. Mm-hmm. So this again, this is a what horrible movie, and sometimes even a horrible movie can be saved, you know, at least for the actor. But this is not the case, and that was the movie of Geely with Ben Affleck and. <laughs> Yes, and I, I and Christopher Walken just like there's weird, but there was just like <laughs> just just like particularly one scene where he's just like you know what to do. I like to go down to get a nice pie with some ice cream. He's like, you want some? Sure. Put some on your head. 
slap your brains with your tongue trying to get to it. It's this weird, like, look at that scene. It's just the weirdest thing ever. But it was like, he plays this detective, and it was just, it didn't do it for me. So <laughs> that's that's on mine. Wow. A no-go. Well, my last, uh, you know, not-so-great role, it's also just not a movie that I think I, I, I was kind of excited for, and I've only seen it, I think, the one time. Uh, it didn't really make me laugh at all. It wasn't very good, even though it was a good concept. And thinking today of, uh, you know, cultural appropriation and like, you know, uh, certain actors playing roles that really they shouldn't. Uh, there was the movie Balls of Fury. Yes. Uh, which was the big kind of like, you know, you had the success of like dodgeball. So it was like, oh, maybe we can do kind of like a high stakes action, you know, Mortal Kombat tournament for like ping pong, make it like a funny ping, like, you know, ping uh, pong, <laughs> you know, yeah. Thinking of like, you know, oh, Dan Fogler, who's been doing a lot of comedy, him being like, oh, he's a guy that's not really good at anything, but he's good at ping pong. And he kind of ends up in this tournament, very kind of Mortal Kombat, like in this faraway land and like, you know, this like high stake players. And it's supposed to be this, this kind of crazy bonkers comedy. Well, the guy who's running the tournament is <laughs> this guy named Fang, who is played by Christopher Walken. And he full on does have like the giant kind of like Japanese hair and like these like flowing robes and like, you know, a role that today would be totally looked at as like, why did they not cast, you know, like an Asian actor or something? Yeah. And it just, yeah, it, it, it was like, as you said, there's weird and there's like weird to the point of like, I get why you cast him because he's, you know, a funny fun actor and, eccentric, yeah. and like maybe people will go, Oh, he's so weird and eccentric and the way he talks that they'll buy it. But yeah. I just remember even them being like, this doesn't really work for me. Him kind of playing like, and it wasn't like he was playing up like an Asian stereotype. He just looked like an Asian stereotype, but he was still Christopher Walken. Yeah. And like, yeah. ping pong, like we got to play the tournament, you know, if you don't win, you die or like stuff like that. It was just so many bonker things in that movie that I didn't really like. So balls of fury definitely goes down as I think a huge miss for him. And that's all of our roles uh, that we covered. So that is all of our roles. Well, Taylor, I think, you know, something that, you know, we can go into now is, uh, again, you know, we've, we've talked about a lot in thinking of actors that have had um, very specific speech patterns or the way they talk, you know, typically for, you know, someone like me and Taylor who like to do impressions, it's easier to do an impression of someone that, you know, has that kind of more out of the box specific kind of rhythm and pace the way they talk as opposed to someone that talks normally and walk into the course is, is there's no difference to that. So what do you think was the, the first time you started to like want to impersonate walking? Cause I'd say knowing you, you know, now for going on, you know, almost eight years now, what was the first time you remember like wanting to try to take a crack at that? Because of all the ones that you do impersonate really well, uh, of course, walking is your most done and you're probably top uh, impersonation. Well, thank you, Chris. I uh, appreciate you vetting my resume. Uh, no, I, yeah, I think it would have to go back to, cause like uh, we talked about this earlier, the more cowbell skit. I think that was what kind of triggered that for me. When I did voices, my impression started, I think Jim Carrey was kind of like the big idol and then Robin Williams. But then when that cowbell skit, I think someone had asked me to try to do it. And I just listened to it. I kind of gravitated toward that. And then that just kind of be one of my my focal points. And I think because it's such a commonly one, like I think Arnold Schwarzenegger and Walken are probably the most done of anyone. If you're going to do like a, that's known worldwide. And as I've gotten older, I've, I've kind of, you know, fine tuned a little bit because there's a lot of idiosyncrasies to his voice. And it's just funny because I learned the history, like he lived in like, when he was growing up in New York, he lived in like a lot of different like people of, um, surrounded neighborhoods of different ethnicities, Polish, Italian. So I think he was around people that didn't have like, um, weren't English wasn't the first language. So I think that he kind of picked up the cadence and there's that rumor. I don't know if it's true, but he says when he reads scripts, he takes out the punctuate punctuation and kind of does it when he was, but I think that was more cowboy was kind of the kicker for me. What about you? Uh, yeah, probably around the same. I remember definitely, I don't think I saw the sketch when it came out, you know, I wasn't really watching SNL during that time. Cause you know, I was young in school, but I definitely remember having at one point we had a video uh, DVD collection of like the best of Will Ferrell on SNL. And of course that was one on there. And I think, yeah, you looking at other celebrities that would do impersonations, especially like on late night shows, definitely a lot of people 
do walk in and like yeah arnold is another one uh adam sandler is probably another one that i think a lot of people do and you would see like even nowadays like you can go onto like youtube and type in like christopher walken impression and even though there's, there's you know a lot of just actors out there who are like us that just make reels and try to like get jobs you'll see like a hundred videos of celebrities on talk shows or like in you know sketch shows that it's like oh that guy you know jay moore does the best walking impression or this guy does the best walking impression yeah and it's uh you know even kevin spacey was known really well for doing yeah. a great walking impression and it's just like there there has to be you know if mimicry is always the the you know biggest sign of respect and you know stuff it's like that that just shows that he really has had this iconic place in in hollywood history because yeah no one else talks like him and in and the fact yeah. that it's not him putting on something, that's just no. how he's, you know, he's been like that even in his earlier movies. It's just gotten more heightened as time's gone by. And it's not just the voice, too. He just comes off very eccentric. And I remember um, this came out a while back. And, well, talking about impersonations, I think especially the celebrities who've been in movies with him, they just gravitate towards him. And I think Sam Rockwell did a really good impression. Yeah. They were talking about him. He's like, yeah, what is he like? He's like, he's very weird. I remember we were sitting there and he just comes out and he's like, you know, I could have been a good pope. I would have been very lenient. Like you said this, and I was like dying. I'm like, how do you like? I I don't know if I like honestly. If I can meet one celebrity like now before they pass away, he'd be walking. I just would love to sit and talk with him for like five minutes. Um, yeah, get I don't a need coffee. a photo or anything. I don't like no selfies. Do you want like, a cappuccino <laughs> with some hazelnut? You know, in there. Um, oh, it'd be but, amazing uh, to talk to him. I've also I I read that he. Don't know if this is true or not. Again, take it over with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I've read that he has never owned a laptop, a cell phone. He does not own or ever use social uh, media, modern day technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you know him being a prolific big time actor. He's got people that that do, you know, you know, thinking of today and probably in Hollywood. I'm sure it's a lot of emails and like you know. But I, I, yeah, I've read that he does not use any of that stuff. He just you know sticks to living his life the way he does and he's kind of a he's kind of a a, a memory Reckless. of an older time you know kind yeah. of an old school actor that has probably kept the way he's worked for a long time he just you know over time he's grown to be more prolific and had more of a you know like he doesn't probably have to audition anymore you know there was a point in time where it was like no that's christopher walken he's been he's been a great actor in multiple things i mean you look at his career i mean he won the oscar for best supporting actor for he did yeah Hunter. um so, I mean, right then, and that's that's an old movie, you know, by today's standards now. And, you know, it was a younger time, you know, him working with De Niro. And so you think he's he's kind of in that same group. You look at like the De Niro, uh, Pacino, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, Robert Duvall, Redford. He's in that same age group. He's in just, class, yeah. And, you know, a lot of those guys have gone on to do like, you know, I think look at like someone like De Niro. De Niro for a long time was kind of that one style actor that did a lot of the same type of roles and then yeah. he started to branch out into goofy comedies and other things and i think you know walken was maybe more of a pioneer of you know like you said he probably a lot of times have been like what's the job sure let's go you know like yeah. why not yeah he wants to tell stories yeah exactly oh, yeah. He, and he, he's challenged by different things and we're talking about some funny facts about his life like this is a fun thing that happened 2006 there was this big hoax controversy um, there was a fake website that was started that he was running for president. Oh my God. <laughs> and, can you uh, imagine? And, and because it was, a lot of people thought it was authentic, but then his publicist was like, no, but when later was asked, he was actually interviewed on Conan Bryan and they said, what do you think about it? And he laughed about it. And he said, he's going to, was like, so what do you think um, you come up with as your slogan? And he said, my slogan would be what the heck? And no more zoos. Like let the animals roam free. <laughs> I was just like, uh, now it's scary. Well, we we seen what who anyone can be voted in. Let's have walking like, <laughs> like can you imagine? That would be oh actually a lot of fun. I feel like I mean I don't really know how much he knows about politics, but yeah, I would I I would be always waiting to see the next uh, you know presidential speech because it just would be amazing. But he's just such a just such a. That's why we had to do this episode. It wasn't just about his film career, but he's just you're right. He's such a pop culture icon and such a gem that. There is no way that anyone can say they don't like a single movie he's in. Because, well, first of all, he's done so many. So some of your favorite ones he's been in. And it's just something about his, the fact that he's not on social media, he's not doing the technology. He just, old school actor, does the work. 
And, you know, he's been married to the same woman for years. There's never any controversy about him. And, you know, I, I just, I'm really, that's why I think I emulate him more so because it just, you get inside this kind of, you know, character and um, that's why he's so well imitated. And that's why, you know, had such a presence on SNL and all these, all these shows. But uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm glad we did this. Cause I mean, I think we both share a passion for Jim Carrey, but walking, you know, definitely, I feel like me a little bit more so, uh, but uh, I appreciate Libby Jones Jones for some walking. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you know, we got, we had to walk, you know, with walking. Uh, he's just such an icon and uh, you know, you look through your life and go, you've seen him in so many stages of your life through movies, TV shows, uh, you know, interviews, things like that. So Definitely was happy to talk about walking today, but um, you know, if there's other roles that we did not talk about that you actually uh, love, we'd like to hear about it. So you know, you can always reach out to us on our social media or through our email. Once again, that is the potential podcast at yahoo.com. Because uh, you know, again, we don't always have the same opinions, and uh, some people Clearly might. Have, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we actually only matched like once or twice. You know, yeah. overall, so uh, much different here with this body work. Because again, it's so uh, eclectic and all over the place. So. Uh, mad mad respect to Christopher Walken, one of the greats, and uh, excited to see what else he does through the rest of his career. Uh, he's definitely not done. Uh, still making movies to this day. Still performing and won't say no. It was a good. I appreciate us walking through uh, pop culture. It was uh, it was nice. Good times. So <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Thanks for listening today, folks. And uh, man, we'll be with you guys next time on the potential podcast. podcast. Hey Taylor, what? Let's let's go get a milkshake, put it on our head, and see what happens. Yes, yeah, crazy. I like it. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at the Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email. The Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.